Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. you turn around and greet somebody, tell them you love them, and if they're here for the first time, just give them a high five and get to know them. Hallelujah. Welcome everybody that's here for the very first time. Thank you for coming. I hope you uh, come back again and and just come and receive. I also have some uh, people here that I've known for uh, since they were babies. And uh, Angelina and Jacob Gutierrez, I don't know if they're back there. Can you stand up? Uh, where are they? Back there, look at them. Rest. Keep standing. Come on, give them a good clap, Bobbrine. <laughs> yeah. They were tiny little babies now. Sister has four kids, and Jacob has got another two kids, and they're already grown up. Unbelievable. I must be really, really young now. (laughs) Psalms 103, would you turn with me? Welcome to the house of the living God. I want to deal a little bit here concerning David and his heart giving thanks to God. And a, a lot of times we have to learn how to thank God, even when we wake up and just say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm alive. Even when uh, bad things happen, sometimes we just got to say, thank you, Jesus, for being so good to us and taking care of us. Even when tragedy comes, you got to give thanks and tell God, I love you anyway. I will serve you no matter what I'm going through. And when you go through these different changes, it means that you're growing up. You're growing up and you're keeping a good attitude towards people, but most of all, good attitude towards God. It is so, it's so, it's so healing to be a person that depends on God because you'll never get bitter. You'll always get better. And the only difference between those two words is the I, I, I. And the other letter that's there. But God is good. Once you get rid of the I, 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 the you, myself and I, once you get rid of that, you'll pass through any storm and you'll come out looking pretty good. So David is, is in an age where he's older now. He's older and he's, he's more at ease now. You know, when you're young, you, you think of doing a lot of things and you accomplish what you need to do. But then once you run out of gas, once you've done everything that's in your heart, all of a sudden you realize what's valuable. And what's valuable is God and your husband or your mama, daddy, your kids, your brothers and sisters, that's what's valuable. Because things usually break down. So we need to learn how to value the person next to you and to thank God for everything that you've been through 
and yet you still love God. But sometimes we fall asleep. How many of you have ever fallen asleep? Even with your eyes open, you're falling asleep. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to pinch yourself or something. Come back, come back. And I think David was coming back. He was coming back, and he decided to do this song. Listen to it. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, who forget not all his, forget not, not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you woke us up this morning and that you brought us to the house of God. And Lord, we want to thank you that we could sit here in our right minds. And Lord, thank you for everything that you've done. And we want to say we are grateful and we love you and we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. So we have to learn how to give thanksgiving. Because sometimes we go through stuff and we, forgot, we forget to give thanks to the Lord. And probably one of the hardest things to give thanks to the Lord is when you lose a loved one, you still got to praise him. And I'll tell you why you have to praise him. Because God gave you that individual to enjoy until the fullness of life. And you have to enjoy that. And when you enjoy that, then your attitude begins to value people better than yourself. Because I see some of you and I, I just love you. I thank God for you and I value you because I know that you're very valuable. Your gold, your gold, whether you know it or not, your gold. God gave you breath. God gave you everything so that you can enjoy his presence. I call you gold and God calls you that you're a royal priesthood. You're a royal priesthood. You're just not somebody. You're somebody that God ordained and placed his hand upon you and made you who you are. And David is doing that to himself in that old age. He's looking at himself, looking at all the battles, looking at all the bad and all the good. And he begins to thank God. And here's where this psalm is birthed in thanking him. Sometimes we go through a lot of sorrows in life. David had faced a lot of sorrows, and he learned how to thank God. David knew the value of forgiveness. You know, when you forgive somebody, when God forgives you, you feel the difference. And when you forgive somebody, you feel free because you let them go. And I'll tell you something, walking this walk, you're going to find out that people say the wrong things at the wrong time. People act, accuse you of things and whatever. And you just got to forgive them and forget. You got to say, Lord, I leave, you in, I leave you in God's hands and I forgive you for whatever you said. And no matter what they say about you, I still love you, even though it's all true. <laughs> and that's the truth. So you have to learn how to value forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's why we need to forgive each other because nobody is perfect here on earth. The only thing that's perfect is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. It's the only thing. So David begins to stir himself up. 
and starts praising God. Look at verse 1. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He looks at himself, and all of a sudden, he encourages himself to have this communion with God. Because sometimes this flesh does not like to give praise to God. This place likes to sleep, likes to eat, likes to party, likes to go see movies, likes to see a lot of stuff, likes to exercise. But how about giving praise to God? How about thanking God that he gave you this body, that he gave you his mind, and just say to God, I praise you for making me such a good-looking guy. Come on, somebody. So when you have communion with God, God encourages you. I've had some good communion with God. I've known a lot of people that know how to have communion with God. And when they have this relationship with God, all of a sudden, they begin to shine. They begin to be positive people. They're not negative no more. They don't say anything about anybody. They just have God in their minds, and they just want to have that communion with Him. And they just want to walk with God, because walking with God makes you makes you a person that... Makes you supernatural because now you're not living in the low places. You're living in the high places. And when you're living in the high places means that you forgive everybody because of the communion you have God. If God forgave you, why can't you forgive anybody else? Amen. And when you have that solid communion, that's when you stir yourself up and you say, my God, I can breathe the presence of God. I can breathe it into my soul and my soul begins to feel some joy inside of your life. I don't like to be sad. I like to pray and get myself full of joy. I don't want to have a a face that only a mother can love. I want to have a face that Jesus can love and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. And I love So you need to stir up yourself, not only in having communion, but giving thanks. Because some of us should have been dead, but we're not. Some of us face some ugly situations, some tragedies, but hey, we made it through. And we are grateful that we can sit in church in his house and lift up our hands and praise him with every single thing that you have inside. Can you just lift up your hands and just give him thanks? Tell him thank you for everything. Hallelujah. Lord, fill this place with thanksgiving. We're thankful that you kept us through many, many trials. We thank you that we made it, oh God. We thank you for the beauty of holiness. And I praise you and I glorify you and I give you thanks because there's no one else that I can give thanks to because you're the author and the finisher of our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, give them a good clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you give them thanks even for those that have wronged you. Mm. I remember one time when I was starting the church, I had one guy that I helped, and he was a crazy guy, and I thought he was safe and all that. He was, he was looking, looking pretty good. And uh, I remember I left my house, and then I came back from church, and somebody broke into my house. They must have thought I had money in my house. I didn't have no money in my house, because I know better. And if I do, I ain't going to tell him where I put it. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, he ransacked the whole house. And then I found, who, found out who it was. And he never came back to church. And one day I'm preaching in Indio, and guess who's there? And he's sitting there, and he comes up to me and says, I'm sorry that I broke into 
your house. I already know, knew it was him. And I, I said to him, you know what, brother? I love you. I forgive you. But don't you ever do that to me again. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to tell Jesus about you and it's going to get worse for you. Because I've seen God do a lot of miracles and I see a lot of people that betray people and it never goes right with them because it's against God's laws. But I forgave him and gave him one of the biggest hugs and I told him, hey, I love you, but don't do that again to anybody. I don't know why I said that, but it's good. So sometimes when we go away from God, we think that God is not looking at us. And we think that God has forsaken us. But he hasn't forgotten about you. You could be far away and his hand is right there next to you. You could be so low that his hand is right next to you. You could be feeling that you're, you're nobody and God said you're somebody. I don't care what you're thinking about yourself. I don't care what you're going through. I am right there with you to pick you up and to help you. I remember one time when I was young, that was a long time ago. Um, I think I must have been 17 years old. And I used to love to smoke weed. I used to, I was young, I was lost. And I remember that they took me to jail and I had a can of weed. That's what we used to call it. And I said to God, oh God, I'm right here in this cell. They couldn't find it in me. I stashed it really well. But now in this cell, can you help me put it away somewhere? They got cameras everywhere. I, I don't want to be in jail, God. I just don't want to be in jail. I'm sorry. And I was young, 17 years old. And I don't know what I did with that, that weed, but all of a sudden they said, Reuben, you can leave after three days. I said, hallelujah. I didn't say hallelujah. I said, wow. <laughs> I said, God heard me somehow because I didn't know who he was. So even while you're lost, that godly feeling inside of you is there. It's there. And when you call out to God, no matter... You know, no matter if you don't know him, God will come around and do a miracle for you to demonstrate to you that he's God all the way through. That's why he created us. He created us so that we could learn how to give thanks. And he's very patient with us. And he's very kind with us because he's loving towards us. And he knows what to do inside of us. And even when you call out to him, even when you don't know him, but you call out to him, he listens. He listens. How many can say amen to that? Amen. See, a lot of people think that God doesn't listen to them, but God does listen. He does listen. And then when you come to him, the fullness of God comes, and you scratch your head and you say, wow, he did listen to me at that particular time. See, David wanted to, to enjoy God because he had gone through a lot of trials with his own children. How many know children can give you a lot of trials. It's almost like children are designed to make you an adult. <laughs> and, and when they make you an adult, they put you through a lot. 
I remember with my daughters, I went through a lot with my daughters, and man, I, I just, I, I didn't know what to do with my first one, and then my second one, I was a little bit better. By the time I got to the third one, I said, hey, you, uh, you belong to God, I'm going to let God take care of you. I'm not even going to worry about you, but the first two really messed me up really messed me up. But after that, I got a hold of it. I said, I got to grow up and be this father, and I got to love them regardless of what they do. I am a father. And when I said that, I felt that God the Father said, that's the way I am with you. I am always there, like God the Father always helping you. Because even when you're doing wrong, I'm helping you get out of your trap. David experienced even lost from his own family when he lost his son, Absalom, when he lost his other sons, and yet he kept a good heart. Even though he was crying, he kept a good heart, and God revived David again. Even David had people that betrayed him. And how many know that feels terrible when somebody betrays you and does something against you, and you thought that was your buddy, but they betrayed you? That's what happened to David. David was betrayed. Betrayed by his own family and by others that were around him. But yet David rose up and says, I'm going to give you thanks, God. And I don't care what they did to me. I'm just going to praise you. And I'm going to live through this hard time of my life. Because betrayal can be something that is very harsh. And I'll tell you, there is a routine that we could get into that if we do not come out of that routine... We will never learn how to worship God. We got to learn how to worship God because sometimes we get into a routine. And we need to get out of the routine and say, you know what, God? I just want to be fresh in the presence of God. I want it to reign all over my life. And this is where God begins to develop a gratitude, a gratitude in your heart where your attitude begins to change. I met a lot of people, and there are a lot of people who have some bad attitudes. I don't pay attention to that. I just turn around and pray for them and believe in God that God's going to change their attitudes. But I never take anything into my heart. I just don't want to. I want to be freed in my heart. I want to have a good attitude. Even with my enemies, when they do me wrong, I want to have a good attitude with them. I've seen a lot of my enemies come in, and I say, man, welcome, welcome. And they look at me like, well, man, they're frightened. I said, brother, it's all right. Whatever happened in the past happened in the past. I have a good attitude, and I know a Jesus that can change your life. So this is why he says, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Listen to verse 2. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not his benefits. Listen to me. There is a lot of benefits in serving God. Lots of benefits in serving God. And most of all, when we give thanks, even for the wrongest thing that comes across, as, as you have this attitude inside of you that is a good attitude, you learn to get your benefits into you. Into you. Because if you don't get a good attitude in you, you lose your benefits. You lose your benefits and you got to look at everybody because it's usually people that we're dealing with that everybody that I talk about is people. So people have sometimes some crazy things. And we got to have a good attitude. I forgive you seven times 70 a day. A day. 70 times seven a day. Sounds like a wife. When a wife is married to the husband, she forgives them 70 times seven a day. But the wife will always say, 
I forgive you, but it's going to take me two weeks <laughs> to get over it. Come on, ladies, can you say amen? You see, a man says, I forgive you, and walks away, and, and he means it. But the lady says, I forgive you, but it's going to take me a whole month or two weeks to get over what you've done to me. But I forgive you. Come on, ladies, you know that. You're, you're, you're not a man, you're a lady. It's totally different from a man. Um, a man acts totally different. So you and I need to learn how to forgive. Because if we don't forgive, then we have a wrong attitude. We have to forgive each other. Seven times 70 in one day. So what is your excuse of not forgiving? You don't understand God's grace. 70 times 7. That's a lot of forgiving in one day. In one day. You, I know if you lived in the world and you were without God, you acted weird. You start kicking the dog and throwing the cat outside. And even Tweety Bird. You can go too, Tweety. But listen to Psalms 92 verse 1. It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To sing praises. Listen, you've got to become a jukebox or a, an Apple phone or whatever you call it. You've got, you got to learn how to use your songs when you're going through Different situations where you're growing up to be the man of God and the woman of God that God wants you to be. Sometimes you just got to flow and begin to sing in your spirit. How many have ever sung in your, sang in your spirit? You start singing songs. They come to you and you have your own revival by yourself. And there you are singing and humming and humming this song. And it's helping you. It's helping you bring deliverance to you because they're not negative songs. They're praises going on to God. And that begins to break that follow fallow ground that is so ugly that God begins to restore your soul because now you're giving thanks and that's why it says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Come on somebody, can we give thanks to the Lord? Uh-huh. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 15 it says in everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. In everything. I know it, it sounds kind of weird that you give thanks. You mean, Reuben, when I hit, the only reason why I knew I was safe was this. I hit myself, my toe, when I was barefooted, and I hit it. I said, oh, my God. And, and, and then all of a sudden, I realized that I didn't cuss. <laughs> because I was a cusser, so. And Stella looked at me and said, oh, my God, you're born again. <laughs> Why? Because that thing inside of you, the Holy Spirit that has changed you, this is not man changing you, this is not religion changing you, this is God, the Holy Spirit, that begins to change a person and a woman of God, that God begins to do something brand new. God changes you. Tell your neighbor, God changes you. It was, uh, it was, uh, A.W. Tozer that said these words, Thanksgiving has a great uh, creative power. Creative power. So you, when you begin to thank God, 
thank the Lord, you have created power because the spirit begins to move like he moved against the face of the waters. He begins to move in a special way where he changes you. He changes you. That's why when I hit myself, I said, praise God, I'm safe. Why? Because I learned how to give thanks to the Lord. I learned how to tap into the resources not as, a, you know, not like I used to when I used to go to a church and a religion. I never got anything out of it. But when I came to Jesus, I got something out of it. I learned that God had really changed my life. And how many here have been changed by the power of God? Yeah. So thanksgiving is so powerful. Listen to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplications and thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God, uh, unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So that's a powerful scripture. When you begin to just seek God, God understands what's going on, and he gives you peace in the middle of the storm. I remember headed for Israel. We were flying to go see, see everything there in, in Jerusalem, and we were flying El Al. And we were going, the flight was beautiful. It was a 747, we're strapped there. And all of a sudden, the plane started shaking. I mean shaking, man, shaking bad. And then I, I, I turned around to Stella and says, well, it looks like we're not gonna make Jerusalem today. And then it started getting worse. And we started going down, descending so fast that those masks came out. And we put on our mask and I said, okay, well, I guess this is it. It was a joy meeting you. It was a joy, I mean, it was a joy of everything. I said, well, here we go, we're gonna die. Because we were moving fast, moving fast. And all of a sudden, as we're going down and we're feeling the pressure in our body, all of a sudden they picked up the plane and it went up again. And we went on another trip going up. <laughs> and and, and I, I said, oh my God, what's going on? And, and all of a sudden the, the man says, we had to dodge some, some, uh, um, some rockets that were going to be fired at us. And I looked at Stella, I said, thank you, Jesus, Stella. Are you all right? She said, yeah, I'm okay. She says, I'm praising God. That was frightening. I don't care who you are, what type of macho man you are. That plane go down, you'll be crying like a baby. <laughs> Come on, somebody, give Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Now listen to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, and if there be any virtue and if any uh, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Wow. That's a lot to meditate. 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 <laughs> so sometimes you've got to spend time with yourself and spend time with God and give him thanks, but begin to meditate on all those things that he just mentioned because there's a whole lot of things that we're not tapping into. 
God wants us happy. God wants us joyful. God doesn't want mule faces. God wants good-looking people that will give somebody a smile. I mean, but not just a fake smile. I'm talking a smile that comes from the Holy Spirit that when they look at your eyes, you really mean what you're saying. It's not this hypocritical stuff that just, ah, hi, bye. No, this joy that comes into you, this presence of God that fills your temple, this thing that lives inside of you, the third person of the Trinity, whether you believe it or not, it is the person of the Trinity that lives inside of you. That's what gives you resurrection power. That's what gives you the glory that you need. This is what makes you be who God wants you to be, not who you want to be, who God wants you to be. And when God gets a hold of you, he changes everything that's inside of you. So you and I need to learn how to rejoice. Listen to Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 13. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly uh, that none, uh, at least of your cares, have uh, flourished again. Wherein we were also careful, but we lack opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned that in whatsoever state I am, there, therewith be content. Can we be content? Yeah. Know both how to abase and know how to abound. Every, everywhere in all things, I am interested in both to be full and I am getting lost. Hallelujah. <laughs> and hunger both and abound and suffering indeed. Now verse... 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me daily. <laughs> Woo. Come on. Can you do all things in Christ that strengthens you daily? You woke up. We woke up this morning. You took a shower. Hallelujah. And you begin to praise God and says, I'm going to church. So you start learning how to rejoice in the things of God. Thank God we don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that is alive, that is pure, that is mercy, endureth forever. So thank God for that mercy that we're still alive. Hallelujah. And we will see in all that's going on, we will see Jesus come coming back one day. But we need to learn to be content. Content. I look at my kids, I'm in content. I look at everything that's happened to me, I am content. I am well content. Very, very content. It doesn't bother me no more. Bothers me no more. I am happy as happy as I could be. I mean, matter of fact, I could be a comedian. No, no, no. Instead of a preacher, no, I don't want to do that. I would be disobeying God. But we got to give thanks in every situation. And you have no excuse because I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me daily, daily. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is strengthening you. Now tell the other one because that, that one might be deaf. <laughs> so we need to stir ourselves up. We're going to have communion and we need to stir ourselves up. And this is the way we need to stir ourselves up. We need to stir ourselves up in giving thanks and giving him praise and be content. Because trouble, when trouble comes... The Bible says, let patience have its own perfect work and entirely wanting nothing. That means.